I put like eye cream on in the morning because my eyelids are dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to blink. I need to blink. <laughs> I need to blink smoothly, not dryly. <laughs> oh, we're recording. We are here, episode number five. Hi. That is a full hand of fingers for the Pioneers Careers podcast. Heck yeah. Yeah, let's cheers to it. Dunkin' versus Starbucks. Dunkin' Friday. Ting. That, it's unbeatable. It's Dunkin' unbeatable. Friday. It's Friday. It's October. It is Friday the 13th. However, when we release this, it will not be Friday the 13th. But when we are recording it, it is Friday the 13th. So make sure you do not walk under any ladders. If you see a black cat, run away. Do not step on any cracks because you do not want to break your mother's back. My birthday was on Friday the 13th a couple years ago. Like, no. years ago. I'm born on the 13th, so I do have Friday the 13th birthdays. I think it was freshman year. So unlucky. Yeah, so. the power went out that day in my dorm. <laughs> on it, on Friday the 13th? It. Yeah. Well, dang. Well, dang. Well, this week there's a lot going on because Friday the 13th, right? Um, I'm wearing this lovely shirt. It says, be kind to your mind. And on October 10th, it was World Mental Health Day. And then October 11th was National Coming Out Day. So let's all spread awareness for all of that. And... Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Our, or how's your week going? How's your week going? I know it's been busy for you. It's been busy. Monday and Tuesday. They were good days. It's just I was going obviously nonstop as usual. But um, I interviewed David Newell from <gasps> Mr. Rogers I Neighborhood. Saw, I saw. That was amazing. He's so sweet, so pure. It was just like a, a wonderful interview. I know. I saw your Instagram post and I was like, let me hit that heart and let uh, me love that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's so cute. And then Tuesday, I moderated the honors panel, the storytelling mm-hmm. panel. I saw that too. Which was awesome as well. And now I'm just dealing with some little injuries for track, but I'll be, I'll be mm-hmm. back and better than ever. Don't worry. Comeback is always greater than the setback, yes, right? Exactly. Oh How about gosh, you? How was that. your week? Um, it's been busy. This semester has just been busy, but October has been very kind to me. It is my birthday month, as we've been kind of speaking about. The birthday month. The birthday month. And when this episode is recorded, will be like a week or less than a week until my official birthday. Yay! That's so exciting. Hashtag 30. Oh my gosh. I'm you feeling. don't look 30. <laughs> you're too kind. Be kind to my mind. <laughs> Be kind to the mind. I think you're, I think, no, I think 30 is creeping up on me because the other day I was walking, I was literally just walking and I like turned a certain way and my back like cramped up. It's okay. I cramp up literally now and I'm not even 22 yet. I, I cramped up. I'd like turned a certain way and it just like spazzed a little bit. Like you wouldn't get muscle spasms. I was like, I'm not even 30 yet. This is 30. Heck yeah. That's the beauty of aging. Is that the phrase today for today's episode? Heck yeah. I think I think it's your phrase. It is my I'll phrase. I'll just say heck yeah too. <laughs> you can just follow suit. Yeah. Well, are we ready for today's episode? I think we're ready for today's episode. What is the topic? So... Since October is LGBTQ History Month, and since National Coming Out Day is in October, is October 11th, as we mentioned earlier, we thought to bring careers and LGBTQ individuals in the community together, we'll be talking about LGBTQ in the workplace and some considerations to be thinking of. That sounds like an amazing plan. Well, we have a treat for you today, guys, Starbucks, as well as Ada Bellamy as our special guest today. <laughs> I wanted to roll in, but it was so slow. I know. It's the carpet. It's thick. And it's just like, they're just like, no, no, no. Yeah, it wasn't it. It wasn't it. No. But we are so excited to have you on today. Thanks. 
would you want to tell us and our listeners who you are and something special about you? Sure. Something special, just one special thing. Anything Whatever special. You, you can do multiple special mm-hmm. things, honey. Okay. All right. My name is Anna Bellamy. Mm-hmm. My pronouns are they, them. I'm a history major. I'm a senior this year. I plan on getting my master's in library science at University of Pittsburgh next year, or going to school next year again. And I want to work in archives and museums. Nice. I'm the treasurer for GSSA. Yep, I said that right. And I'm also a staff writer and co-editor of Features in A&E for the Globe. And I'm a DJ for WPPJ and the Rockathon. Mm-hmm. Coordinator. There it is. There's the word. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, words are hard. Words yeah. are hard. And let's see. Special things. I like making collages. Mm-hmm. I like going to concerts. Mood. And... I can. <laughs> mood. It's mood. And I can play the bass. Really? Mm-hmm. That's something oh. interesting I didn't know about you. I love it. I love yes. it. I've been doing it for like years now. Love that. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, can you kind of tell me what GSSA stands for and like what you guys do? Yeah. So the gender... Let me get let me get my words together. <laughs> GSSA stands for the Gender Sexuality Spectrum Alliance, and we host events for people who lie on the spectrum. And we just host fun events. We host educational events every week. We um, have meetings where they're more the meetings are more educational sometimes, and then the other times the meetings are just socials. But we just want to have like a space where students can go where they feel safe and accepted and all that fun stuff. It's amazing. So, yeah. So you mentioned the spectrum a little bit. Can you describe that a little bit for our listeners who might not be aware of what that means? Oh, okay. So the spectrum is like gathers all of the sexuality spectrum. So gay, lesbian, pansexual. There's also like the gender spectrum, which is like transgender, non-binary, mm-hmm. gender non fluid, gender non-conforming, all that fun stuff. So I know today we're talking about LGBTQ in mm-hmm. the workplace, maybe some considerations to think of. Do you might want to talk about some microaggressions LGBTQ individuals might face in the workplace or maybe something to be mindful of? Yeah, so some microaggressions is microaggressions is just like small things that people can say or do towards people um, that exist in the community that may or may not be out in the workplace but they're just like little things like little sayings like um i don't know like who's the man in the relationship yeah. and yeah i'm you trying give to give th- me like think of examples yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I get what you mean like yeah who's the man in relationship who who wears the pants in a relationship yes. type of a thing yeah kind of a thing. and they're very gendered and all about those stereotypes and yeah. the people like the workers who are on the spectrum that hear these they like don't know like what to do or what to say in combat to hearing these so most of the time we just ignore it Mm -hmm. sadly because it'll out ourselves even if we are out in the workplace then we just don't want to deal with it because then it'll lead to more problems with that person so yeah i was gonna ask you is there a certain process that you kind of do like if something happens to you or that everyone kind of agrees that they take steps to do or is it just kind of like you just ignore it um it de- really depends on the person you can ignore it you can talk to your friends you can talk to that person individually if that if you are open to con or 
open to talking to that person because some people aren't open like you cannot just <laughs> there are some people that you just can't get through yeah um you can go to hr and be like look i'm having problems with this person is there any way i can resolve this mm-hmm. and unfortunately <laughs> hr can be like mm, some we'll talk to them but it doesn't get absolved so like it just really depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here at Point Park, if you're a student, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily tie to careers or workplace, but it could. Mm-hmm. If you're a work-study student, maybe an internship or something like that, here at Point Park, we have Title IX. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could always talk to the Title IX office um, and see if there are ways that they could help you. So keep that in mind that there are resources here at Point Park that could help you. There's Title IX um, and just a bunch of different faculty and staff who are certified in safe zone training. So something to keep in mind folks that's something that i think point park does a great job of um is they used to have the safe zone trainings for faculty and staff and we want students to feel heard feel safe because it's a safe space Mm -hmm. we want them to feel like they do belong and not feel like they have to hide themselves Mm -hmm. a bit um because i don't know if you've experienced this but in if once you enter like a new atmosphere or environment kind of a thing it's kind of like, okay, what am I getting myself into? You kind of have to be mindful of that. Like, what am, what kind of space am I stuff, stepping myself into mm-hmm. if it's very unknown? Um, and it's kind of like, I know National Coming Out Day was just on October 11th, but it's kind of like coming out all over again. Oh, yeah. And coming out can be scary. It can be intimidating, but can also be freeing in whatever atmosphere mm-hmm. or kind of experience that is for an inv- individual. Yeah, and it can be... It can be real scary from the start if you do not see that representation of the LGBT community in your workplace, even on the first day, even if it's not even on your first day. Like if you don't see like pronouns in the signature or you don't see any like diversity or inclusion office on the website or anything related to that, it can be real scary because you don't really know what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can't even trust what the corporation is saying on like social media and stuff versus like the office you're going to work in too because it just depends on the people that work there have you went through like any trainings or maybe in an internship that you've done or an employer that you might have worked for do you know of any maybe trainings for diversity that you may have seen or heard about no not that (laughs) so you're saying companies could do a a better job yeah Yeah. companies can do a better job what would you i actually have a question so if you could implement like what certain steps would you implement in uh in a company like what would you i like that what would you do what would i do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to like and so like those companies can have those trainings Mm -hmm. well i'll I'll talk to the diversity people if they don't have it i'll talk to hr be like look listen we need (laughs) mandatory trainings that it needs to happen um every like i don't know like every year mm-hmm. for everyone mm-hmm. not just new staff but every year just to keep them updated on like the terms or the pronouns or the different spectrums or just anything related to anti um lgbt i don't know like energy what's it called like energy or Energy is not the word for no, it no i think that that's you're on the right path but my brain it's friday it's the end of the week <laughs> so it's like gone yeah anything anything that's like against 
homophobia or anti-racism trainings yeah. or like all that all that stuff needs to happen at least once a year and okay. it should be required yeah it shouldn't it be, should be optional it should be required as a place of employment yeah do they make it optional at places is it optional yes yeah okay yeah so that's something that like yeah making that mandatory would be really good because i mean some people might just be on different paths of like where they're educated at so I think that'd be a good idea making yeah. it mandatory for everyone. And I think mm -hmm. making it optional gives that implication that LGBT individuals, how do I want to word this? That they're below mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Like it's not as important yeah. when it should be put as important and on the same level as all the other trainings because yeah. it's mm -hmm. just as important. It is. It's, it's, it's all necessary. Yeah, in... it's basic human rights to just... <laughs> respect that another person mm -hmm. that, that part that part right and there. without that training where else are they gonna people are going to get the education exactly. from it if mm -hmm. they're not going to be you know sat down with videos and yep. people explaining and what yeah. about group trainings like obviously you can't force anyone to do that but what if a company could gather everyone like each department gather everyone for maybe like a 30-minute presentation and mm -hmm. educate mm -hmm. that way Instead of doing it on your own. I've been part of those before, especially at my internship um, a few years ago. It was pre-COVID. Crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. Pre-COVID times. I know. It's such a different world. But I was part of the uh, <laughs> a presentation about LGBT individuals and um, the community and all this stuff. And I learned so much. And even though I'm part of the community, there's information that you can learn because everything is ever changing. It's evolving. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we as humans should be wanting to learn more and not really limit ourselves to just this little confined box. Mm -hmm. like you should be wanting to learn about other people, other experiences, mm -hmm. other communities, because I feel like that's how we grow as humans. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I love those trainings because yeah. they're like you get to learn with everyone else and hear what they, mm -hmm. what ideas they have and what they want to change. So, yeah. yeah. Those are beneficial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something you mentioned earlier, we mentioned pronouns, mm -hmm. right? Um, if you don't know, International Pronoun Day is October 18th. Ooh, so many yay. things happening in October. Um, so I kind of want to talk about pronouns a little bit because mm -hmm. we kind of mentioned it last on our last episode, the mm -hmm. pronoun, pronoun movement. Um, and they kind of expanded a little bit more beyond my knowledge mm -hmm. um, and probably beyond Natalia's knowledge as well. Would you mind sharing with us maybe some new pronouns that may have you know been discovered and that are being used i guess more widely today yeah sure so i don't know if i said this but i do use they them pronouns yes and i do forget about that in my introduction a lot because i'm just used <laughs> you to did, not you did say it yep. did i say yep. it oh i love when i say it and i don't think about <laughs> yes. it yes anyways you just made it part of it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah anyways um there's uh, pronouns and there's neo pronouns and luckily they them is considered um, a normal pronoun because mm -hmm. it's widely used more yep. and more so normal pronouns are he she and they and you just use them like normally just mm -hmm. like normal pronouns you know and then there's other ones called neo pronouns and those are like where's my little thing <laughs> those are like Z, zir, zirs, or Z, zir, zirs, and um, Z has like the letter Z, and okay. then the one before is like X, mm -hmm. I, E, R. But they're pronounced the same, right? Yeah, they're like pronounced the same. It's okay. just like how, like, it depends on the person. And then there's more like fay, fay, fairs for like people who like identify with the fairy community. Okay. Which is um, 
it's really interesting. Like that part of the community is really mm-hmm. interesting. And then there's like A, like A E, and then A airs. And then there's like E, which is like E E mm. Yeah, there's so many. There are. Yeah. There are oh so my gosh, many. I didn't even know this. It's like I didn't either. The list goes on and on and on. But wow. it just, it really like allows for a person to have more individual control over what they want to be um, referred to as. So that's what neo pronouns is just like the new pronouns. Oh, so like agency and autonomy, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of just giving them their own voice and yeah. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. Like how like a person can choose a new name for themselves. They can just yeah. choose their new pronouns. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's, You're welcome. That's awesome to You're know. welcome. Yeah. I get, I get a lot of my like education on the LGBT community from the Human Rights Campaign. Human Rights Campaign is awesome. Oh my gosh. I love their resources. Yeah. I like I've been in... Um, like, I went to CCAC before I went to Point Park, and I used the Human Rights Campaign whenever I was in their Rainbow Alliance club. And it's just, there's just some good resources. Yeah. And they're like, they come up with new ones every day. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Human Rights Campaign is a great resource if you don't have um, maybe a friend or, you know, any other way to get that information about LGBT individuals, humanrightscampaign.org. I think it's hrc.org. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to learn more about LGBT individuals in the community, feel free to use that website. Mm-hmm. So one question I do want to ask is advocating for yourself. And feel free to answer if you want to add to it. Um, so I know in the workplace or in general, individuals themselves or LGBT individuals as well, people might have trouble advocating for themselves if they are experiencing experiencing a time of discrimination, mm-hmm. uh, microaggressions, and it can be for anybody, not just LB- LGBT individuals. Um, have you, either of you, experienced that in the workplace or in general? And if so, if you feel comfortable sharing. Um, and if so, how did you go about that? Um, if you did anything or if anything, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, I have a really hard time advocating for myself in the classroom, Mm -hmm. specifically when I tell um, my professor my pronouns and they just get it wrong and continue to use it wrong just because they have so many students. And then, but I've been known to just not advocate for myself normally. Like growing up, I had like this long name and, like, even Anna, like, no one can pronounce my name right. Yeah. So I just got used to, like, not pronouncing my name right. And then I just got used to, like, letting people, like, pronounce my pronouns wrong. So it's just, like, I had to, I don't know, I just had to get the strength to advocate for myself because I didn't do it growing up. Yeah. So it's getting better i mean i do tell my pro um my professor my pronouns and i do i am starting to get better at um reintroducing my name and like repronouncing it so yeah. they can actually say it right mm-hmm. but um yeah i think it usually happens like during like the beginning of the semester and then in the middle i get tired of it and mm-hmm. then some there would be a few good moments where i'm like mm, no it's anna and even <laughs> if you do sound angry like you deserve for your name to be actually you know, pronounced right. Yes. You That's know? how I relate because I have been correcting people my whole life. Yeah. I get Natalia and Natalie. When we first met, I thought it was Natalie. <laughs> I correct. Every mm-hmm. single person, I yeah. say it's Natalia. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I'm used to it. I just, I've always, 
I've always corrected my whole life and yeah. I've never stopped. So I know it, it is hard to find because especially I don't have to deal with like correcting people on my pronouns. Yeah. So it's different in that way. But I can relate to you with like the name thing because mm-hmm. it, it happens every day. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I was I was able like for the name thing. I am a twin and my twin use has like the exact same name as me, but the first letters changed. Mm-hmm. And I like I was able to advocate for myself for my own name, but not like this, but like the um, pronunciation of it mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I can't relate to the name thing because <laughs> <laughs> it's Kenny. <laughs> but advocating for myself, I can tell a quick little story. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2017, I want to say this was. So I'm living out here in Pittsburgh. Um, I am how old am I? I'm like 26, 25, 26. Um, and I was on a co-ed softball team. So with some friends, some work friends and whatnot. And we were in a championship game or some, or no, we were in a playoffs or something. And we played a team. Things got heated for whatever reason, <laughs> whatever reason it was. I don't even know. Competitiveness. Yeah. yeah. And this wasn't directed towards me, but it's just the use of the word. So I'm not going to say the word, but uh, exchanges were being, you know, said back and forth between my team and the opposing team and out of nowhere someone called someone from my team the f word Mm -hmm. and if you don't know what the f word is then whatever um but it's aimed towards an insult of lgbt individuals and it wasn't directed towards me it was just directed towards someone on my team they didn't know that someone from the team was gay or whatnot Mm -hmm. so i took offense to that because i don't think that word should just be you know just used openly like Mm -hmm. that because they don't no one knows who's around and it's just not a nice word and so I took offense to it and I went over and I said hey I know things are heated right now I know we're in a fight Mm -hmm. however as being someone on this team who is gay and whatnot I do not appreciate that word Mm -hmm. being flung around or whatever so if you could just please use a different word or just don't insult people like that mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So in that moment, I was very proud of myself for mm-hmm. advocating for not only me, but my team as well, just in case, you know, anyone else took offense to that, even if they're not part of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. but they're allies. They might have been like, wow, they really did use that word. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? That's Pat on awesome. my back. Exactly. Pat on my Advocating back. Advocating for yourself <laughs> and everyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I'm, yeah. I just think back to that. We beat them, and then we played them in the championship <laughs> That's again. That's why they were mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're mad. Them. You mad? Stay mad. <laughs> You're so mad. Years later, if you're listening, just be warned. Kenny is out. About to is is out. I'm and out, proud. proud, and out to yeah. get you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of any other questions. This has been a great conversation, yes, and I want to keep going all day. <laughs> any other things you would like to mention, Anna? Oh my gosh. We have a lot of events coming up. I was going to say, do yeah. you have any events for GSSA? Oh my gosh. I was gonna ask we you. have, I have, like, I like wrote, like, I like <laughs> written a whole page. I, I can't talk. So. Written, written. Written, written. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Whatever. Lady it is. Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> rah, rah, rah. Ah. Uh, gay. Gay pride right there. Okay. Um. <laughs> Monsters. All right. What events do you got going on? Okay. So, um, the GSSA and, um, Pastor Jennifer, mm-hmm. we got a grant to do Love. like these religious healing trauma events. Mm-hmm. So we're doing like an a physical art exhibit, and that's gonna be 
Let me read my notes. That's going to be like put out on October 20th and last until November 9th, nice. I believe. And there's three pieces right now. And I'm one of them. Yeah. Cool. And I never, I barely ever get to show my artistic stuff. So like now I get to show my artistic. Yay. Hear that? Better go support Anna. Yeah. You better go support me and my friends because we really did a good job with this. And where and is then, this located? You know what? I do not. <laughs> Sadly, TBD. Is it on I Point Sync? Not yet. Not yet. I think it's going to be Lawrence Hall. It's going to be on Point Sync soon because yeah, we have like Sync. a whole bunch of other. Check okay. it out, Point yeah. Sync. But we're going to have the art exhibit. We're also going to have Reiki sessions on Ooh. November 13th. We're going to have my birthday. A- <laughs> I know. You're going to have a fun day that day. I'll have class and all that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to have a drum circle and that's on November 9th. And nice. then we're going to have a yoga class for healing and that's on yes. October 23rd. And we just wanted to host events. There's a lot of religious trauma that happens in the LGBT community. Yep. So we just wanted to host events that will allow healing for that trauma mm-hmm. and, a, and a variety of healing. So there's like Reiki healing. Then there's like drum circles to get your energy out. Nice. And then there's a yoga class. And then art re- healing. Art is art just healing is in just itself. Amazing. Yeah. Heck so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a nice healing month. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then. But there's, wait, there's more. There's more. There's more. We are going to have our Halloween dance, and that's going to hopefully be October 25th, Wednesday from <laughs> 7 p.m. We have all these birthdays coming yeah. up. And there's going to be a costume contest and, like, a dance and stuff. And then we have, like, there's, like, a bunch of pride healing circles that I just wanted to put out there we're not hosting it but yeah. there's just if anyone needs any extra like resources yeah, yeah. And resources and stuff and what else what else oh transgender day say, of remembrance yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's happening um i can't remember what day that's happening november 29th at okay. 4 p.m in the lawrence hallway <clears throat> i think okay yeah, yeah, I think. And then uh, the counseling center and the health center are doing like an origami art um, exhibit. Like that. And then, and Ooh. I just got like the email that we're going to be able to um, put a vigil in that exhibit. So GSSA will be hosting a vigil inside, um, like that room right there. Okay. And we're just going to have like a bunch of roses and candles, mm. and there's going to be like a. Like a trifold explaining the events and why, what the importance of Transgender Day Remembrance is so we can like reflect and honor those who lost their lives, unfortunately. So, yeah. But that'll be on Point Sync too, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Hear that? Cool. Point Sync. Point Everything sync. on Point Sync. Mm-hmm. Well, Anna, we loved having you. Thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you. you sharing all of the information, all the events that are mm-hmm. happening, and also just being open. Yeah. You know? Oh, thanks. Because I feel like open and honest conversation and transparency is how we learn as individuals and how humans kind of interconnect mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. grow as people. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Anna, thank you so much for coming on the Pioneer Careers podcast today. It was amazing to hear more about LGBTQ um, things that you have to deal with in the workplace and learning about the new pronouns that I didn't know about. Did you know about the pronouns? No. I um, There's always information about the LGBTQ community. Like I keep saying, I'm, I'm part of the community, but it's always changing and evolving. And I think it's important for us to be knowledgeable about some things, including the pronouns, because there's going to be ones that um, are added. And we should always be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So looking forward to our next episode, we are going to be talking about content creation. That's exciting. I'm excited. So kind this of a shift from what we talked about this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to talk about content creation because over the pandemic, 
Um, I think that's when content creation really took off. It was like a rocket because people had nothing to do. Yeah, they were stuck bored, at home. Stuck at home. <laughs> so content creation kind of skyrocketed in terms of streaming, social media, and stuff like that. So let's give some tips, right? The tips. How to be better at content creation if you're, you know, kind of interested in that. You're looking to kind of stream as a hobby um, or just be more active on social media. You want to be an influencer. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, wanna, I definitely want to be an influencer one day. Love, love, love. Well, like not just fully, but <laughs> it's going to be a part of my job. It's going to be, yeah. it already is a part of it. Yeah. Even in college. Because yeah, you're a broadcaster, you want to be an anchor, you're reporting and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. Tons of it. So it I think connects. before getting into the tips or before, yeah, before getting into the tips, maybe talk about what content creation is as defined by this article which is given to us by rockcontent.com love rocket content blog blog (laughs) (laughs) um so what is content creation as rocket rock content says content creation is the process of developing various forms of media such as articles videos or images with the purpose of conveying your ideas information and perspective to a specific to a specific audience it is friday (laughs) thank you for working with me through that (laughs) so um yeah that's content creation and they kind of give some you know best practices um, some examples of content creation and how to manage your content creation efficiently Are we ready to dive in? Yes. Let's give some tips to our listeners. Yep. All right. So five or some best practices of content creation strategy. So we already talked about this with our lovely producer, Nick. Set your goals for content creation. So as with anything else in life, it's hard to measure success unless you know what you're shooting for in the first place. That's why it's important to understand exactly what it is you want your content to do. So basically... What direction are you going? You have to have a vision. You have to have the goals or there is nothing mm-hmm. there. It all starts with your vision. Have the vision. See the vision. Mm-hmm. Check out the competition. Wherever you're going to do content creation, whatever platform you choose, which I'm going to be talking about a little bit later, check it out. You know. So they say, we get it. One of the hardest things about setting content creation goals can be drawing a line between overly optimistic and ambitious goals. So a great way to keep things realistic is to start by benchmarking your competitors. Take a look. If you want to do content creation on Instagram, um, Facebook, or if you want to stream on Twitch, um, what's another stream? Uh, YouTube Mm -hmm. and a new platform coming out that is kind of up and rising is Kick. Um, Just check out your competition. Mm -hmm. Right? I agree with that. But at the same time, if you don't want to go too much into that with looking at other people's content and like comparing your content to theirs... Because I think it's good to see kind of what's out there and what you need to do to kind of get to where other people like obviously are so you can get there. But you still need to have your own, you know, your own stuff and your own vision and make sure that you are confident in what you're doing. Yeah, I I think there's a good balance with that, though. Like that just comes with like having a balance between all of it. Yeah, you just don't want to compare yourself to others and then kind of like do what they're doing. Just check it out. Exactly. Check it out. But don't go too deep into it if you're like analyzing your content Mm -hmm. and their content. Yeah. As a little tidbit for me, I, as a hobby, I stream on Twitch and I just do it for fun. Little funsies. Because um, as another hobby, I moderate uh, a streaming channel Mm -hmm. um, who streams Fortnite, Call of Duty, whatever you want to call it. And that's kind of what got me into it back in like 2018. And I just do it as a hobby, stream on Twitch. But I agree. Just look out. Just see what's going on. See what's going on. Out see there. what's going on. See what's going on. Don't copy anybody. But have your own your own style because that's what's going to get you to where you want to go. 
Amen. Mm -hmm. um, so I know I said five earlier, but we'll just keep it to two so we can go into our different topics that we want to talk about. So I mentioned about some examples of social media platforms where, you know, content can be created. And they kind of give the top ones, but there might be other ones that you're interested in. So there's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, maybe different blogs, different streaming platforms that I mentioned, Twitch, YouTube. Facebook used to have a streaming platform and Kick as well. What do you think about those kind of streaming platforms? Which ones would you prefer to kind of? I would say Instagram and TikTok are the top two yeah. for me. Facebook is kind of just an app that I post for like my, my family to see. Yeah. And I don't really go on there that much. But I would say TikTok and Instagram are the top yeah. two apps for me. And then obviously like I feel like YouTube is its own like separate world because that just takes so much it just takes a lot. Like YouTube creation is just, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more that goes into YouTube creation. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What do you think? YouTube's very versatile, I found. Like you can stream on YouTube. You can create short, short form content mm -hmm. as well, like reels um, and stuff like that. So YouTube is very versatile in that aspect. And it can be a wide range, wide mm -hmm. range of audience. TikTok is going to be towards your younger kind of population. Same as uh, Instagram. Yeah. Instagram might be that middle ground a little bit because you have the younger generation kind of using Instagram, but then you also have, I don't say older because I feel like I'm part of the older generation <laughs> that's using Instagram, but you have that healthy kind of balance. And then Facebook, as you mentioned, you want to kind of post just for your family. Yeah. And we kind of found that as well in our department in the Career Readiness Center. Um, a lot of alumni, a lot of parents kind of keep up to date with what the university is doing through Facebook. Yep. That's exactly where they're at. Yeah. And as a social media manager for like the business school and mm -hmm. I'm social media coordinator for UView, I definitely like for UView, we really only post on the Instagram yeah. and Facebook yeah. just because like Facebook, exactly. It's for alumni. It's for people that already like are past the college phase and that they want to come back and see what you know the school's currently doing. Yeah. But I, I love Instagram. Yeah. I'm such an Instagram user. I am too. I just like love it. I don't know. I love posting my stories. Yeah. I love posting my pictures. And yeah. I want to do way more posting. Like I want to start posting reels and all of that and just kind of putting myself out there more. Yeah, I love posting on my personal Instagram. Just like some quotes that I find um, are useful. And yeah, I might post it for other people to see, maybe if they want some uplifting message. But also I post it for myself where, you know, I might be having a bad day. So then I go back and read it and I was like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. you got this, kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. I also vlog, too. Like, oh. I'm a private vlogger. I haven't post. I don't really post my vlogs, but I've been vlogging since I was like 14. Heck yeah. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I love vlogging. <laughs> I've never got into vlogging, but. I just naturally do it. It's just a part of my everyday. I'll just, mm. you know, <laughs> update and. I guess future me on what I'm going through and what I need to do. <laughs> so we're going to switch topics. Well, we're going to stay on content creation, but we're going to kind of end with how to manage content creation efficient, efficiently. Um, and they give like four little tidbits. So the first one is have a content schedule. There is no right amount of content to publish to your audience. For some businesses, publishing once or one piece a week is enough to engage with customers in general sales. But other brands may need to publish daily to ensure better growth and marketing momentum. So basically, just find find your footing, find what works best for your for your viewers, your listeners, your if you have subscribers, your audience. Find mm -hmm. what works best for them. I will say consistency is like the number one thing yeah. when it comes to growing a brand, growing your you know personal image, whatever you want to grow influencers like that consistency of posting is so crucial to like yeah. getting consistent followers and likes and comments and mm -hmm. views and kind of going off of that monitor the trends like what's going on in the world what's going on on the platform that you're posting on 
Just monitor the trends. Yes. And they kind of say um, evergreen content is always ideal because you can publish and republish it in the future for maximum exposure and engagement. However, you should also be capitalizing on current events and trends to boost your content marketing from time to time. I agree. Trends are very important mm-hmm. as well. And going off the trends, analyze the results. You want to analyze the results, monitor the trends, see what's going on. Market analysis is the best way to determine what is working and what isn't. Content creation can take a lot of time and energy, so you want to ensure you get the best return. Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty self-explanatory, right? Yes, it is. (laughs) Last but not least, focus on quality, not quantity. So finally, getting your content noticed by the masses can seem virtually impossible. With so much competition from other companies and individual creators, it's easy for your pieces to get lost in the vortex. So instead, it's best to focus your energy on creating the best content possible. If you can do that quickly and consistently, great. Yes. If it takes time to produce a high quality piece, don't rush it. So I'm 100% for this one. I'm a maximizer. That's my yes. number one strength. <laughs> and I, I 100% agree. Yep. Anything else about that? No, you said it. I think we just, did we just complete episode five? Did we just, we just completed did episode just, five. Did we just How's it already episode five? I now? know, but I'm so excited. This has been a journey. It's mm-hmm. October. If you have anything that you want to contribute to the show, the Pioneer Careers Podcast, feel free to email us at careerdev at pointpark.edu. That is C-A-R-E-E-R-D-E-V at pointpark.edu. We are recording from the Center for Media Innovation at Point Park University. Where can you find us? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Are we done? Is that it? We're done. Go check them out. You got to go check our episodes out. And check out the events that are happening for GSSA, um, for Trans Day of Remembrance, and all the ones coming up because they have a lot of great events coming up. So. Yes, they do. Are we ready? So We're ready. Until next time. Until next time, we will see you next time. Woo, 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 woo. Bye.